MPB Think Radio. This is Money Talks. I'm Java Chapman, along with Nancy Lotridge Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager in New Perspectives. December 7th is the last day for open enrollment into the federal Medicare program. And for many, now is the time to review their existing plan and see what options can be taken to improve their coverage. But many seniors are not taking advantage of this time and may end up with less than sufficient coverage in 2018. We will talk with Arthur Bert Astor about why this is and how you could be leaving money on the table by not reviewing your options. And as always, we welcome your personal finance questions. Give us a call this morning, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can send an email to money at mpbonline.org. This is Money Talks. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And we're back. This is Money Talk. Some Java Chapman here with Nancy Lotridge Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College, President of New Perspectives, along with Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. And today, December 7th, is just around the corner, the last day for open enrollment into the federal Medicare program. And we're going to talk all about that with our guest, author Bert Astor, who's been working closely with AARP and a uh, new survey that came out that shows that a lot of seniors are not really taking advantage of this time to comparison shop. I mean, they're a comparison shop about your Internet, about your groceries, but you won't come your cell phone. But when it comes to healthcare, I don't want to look at it. Well, <laughs> it's, it's complicated. It's it, <laughs> it is, and it's very important. And uh, you know, my joke is, I'm um, I can't wait to be able to qualify for Medicare. <laughs> I mean, it's a great benefit, and uh, but it's uh, this whole alphabet soup that you have to deal with. Part A, B, C, yeah, D. and you have to sort of, and you have this window of time when you have to sign up around your 65th birthday, and if you miss that window, you could face higher premiums from here on out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably part of it, too, where it's like I only have a certain amount of time to do this certain amount of thing, whether it's health care or, you know, any anything, cooking Thanksgiving dinner. It's like <laughs> well, it, it, could, it could go it could yeah, go wrong. I only I, have a finite amount of time. But but it's this this human quality of uh, procrastination and we don't like to make decisions and it is a big decision, but it's you know, it's it's a great benefit. So once you get it behind you. You think, wow, that's great. Now, you do have every year you can come back and revisit, and you need to do that, especially with Part D, which is the uh, pharmaceutical piece of mm-hmm. that, because, you know, what you're taking every day as far as your meds may change, mm-hmm. which means that may change which company is the best provider for you. Because one thing I did learn was that um, these the specific companies have a specific list yes. of pharmaceuticals yes, that right. they will cover. and. Your medicine may not be with this specific, you know, company and you like this plan, but it doesn't cover what you need. Exactly. <laughs> and you may not know that. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the um, hour. Like I said, we're going to have author Bert Astor on. Uh, also, always looking for your personal finance questions. So you can join the conversation. one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven. 672-7464 or send an email. I have it open right here at money at mpbonline.org. 
Now, we were in last week, but um, it was also Thanksgiving on Thursday. So did you all have a good holiday? Yeah, I think I Ryder did. had all of his family in. And so, all all um, my siblings <laughs> and even my sister's uh, mother and father-in-law. Yeah. So, oh, okay. so it, was, it was a big crowd and, in my and house. And he cooked the turkey. I yep. did cook the turkey. It was. Um, did you deep fry it? No, I did it in a smoker, and okay. uh, so I had never done a turkey in a smoker. I'd, I'd done a lot of pork butts, and those usually take you know ten to mm-hmm. twelve hours. Slow and, slow. and so I did a pork butt at the same time, and I'd read online various people indicated it could take anywhere from basically three hours to 10 hours to do the turkey. I was like, okay, I put it in at midnight and I was going to check it a couple times through the night. It's what you do when you smoke something. It takes a long time. Um, I checked it at three 30. The turkey was done. Wow. And I was just like, I could have started this when I woke up at my normal time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but instead I, uh, ruined my ruined a good night's sleep for that turkey, but it was worth it. It was worth it. Well, how about you, Nancy? Um, we uh, traveled to Arkansas for my uh, to see my husband's family and uh, had a good visit with them. Okay. And uh, you know, I I did the dressing. I'm the dressing maker. Ooh. So yeah. <laughs> well, I, um, we, me, me, my wife and I and our uh, kids went to her grandparents' house in uh, Louisiana mm-hmm. in uh, Alexandria. So, so did you have, have gumbo? No, we didn't have gumbo. But and it's Louisiana. I know. And what's so funny is that uh, we went to Shreveport, I think, the year before, the Thanksgiving before this one, and they had everything, like gumbo and dirty rice. Yeah. And I was like, I thought this was like turkey and dressing. <laughs> no, no, it's Louisiana. It's Louisiana. Yeah. It's Louisiana with the seafood on there. Uh, okay, so uh, now... Um, I told you before we (laughs) got on air about my financial news. Um, Before we do that, y'all have anything to share that's happening? Well, we're looking at the um, retail shopping weekend. And the Mm -hmm. big news out of this is that we're seeing uh, quite an increase in online shopping, a 17% increase in Mm -hmm. online shopping. Now, some people are saying, oh, it's the death of traditional retailing. Not so. Online still represents... A, a minority of what we're maybe buying. like uh, eleven or twelve percent. Yeah, of it's not it's not very now. big, yeah. but it is growing. Yeah. And also, our traditional retailers are combining those uh, brick and mortar stores with online. And um, of the online shopping, half was at Amazon. So that's mm-hmm. really the big news there. Yeah, and and also when there's increases in retail sales, you see a lot of those increases going to to online stores as well. They're, the online stores are just getting much – they're much better than a lot of brick-and-mortar stores at kind of non-essential buying. You know, you're still going to go to a car dealership to get your car for the most part. Well, AutoTrader.com. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but you're still going to go look at You it. check things out online as well. And, I mean, there are plenty of, like, meal delivery and food delivery services, but – most people Furn- are still Furniture picking is something up you want to go to a showroom. Yeah, you want to sit down on that seat, make sure it's nice and comfy. Right. Um, so. And that's what we're talking about, too, is the possibility that um, our brick-and-mortar stores will turn into more of a showroom. showroom. You know, yeah. you okay. they'll be smaller. You go in. You kind of pick what you would you would like and you pick it in the in the you know colors and fabrics and everything now, how would, and order it how would that um affect employment because with a showroom you only need a couple people well, instead of well, working to register and... we're already seeing a big decrease in uh retail employment um mm. we're just not using as many people anymore and that is changing but you also see increases in uh people 
uh, FedEx and UPS uh, deliveries, uh, people working in those warehouse jobs. And also, I mean, because because the online world opens up so so many more opportunities. You know, now it's not just I went into the store, I saw this chair, they had it in black or red, and so I got black because I like that. Now you're you're employing more people to source and design fabrics. I mean, there's limitless options. So it's not like it's not like we're going to live in a world where only like four people have a job in the future. There's just going to be so many different jobs and they're going to different places. Okay. That's true. But we still got to think about all the automation. And it does look terrible for your local stores when you go by, you know, a strip mall that you used to shop at, you know, three years ago and there's only one store left. In right. It. That's it not a good look. Drastically. You know? Yeah. And that does affect the community. That does affect the, uh, where you live. And our local retailers, um, some will say, oh, gosh, how can you compete against the Amazons and the Walmarts? But they can compete on service, and that's one mm-hmm. thing people are demanding more, especially with an aging population. We want a smaller place where we can pull up to the door. We have someone who knows our name. Mm-hmm. We're willing to pay a little bit more to get that kind of service. This is something um, I wrote about recently, uh, an ex- example of like a weekend project I was working on. I needed to repair a window that I broke <laughs> and <laughs> repaint some furniture. And so I d- did a lot of research online. You know, I wanted to learn how to do it, this, that, and the other. Um, and then I popped into my local uh, hardware store and kind of explained what I was doing. And they were like, well, actually, you know, I think this might be a little bit better for you. And, uh, oh, while you're doing it, you want to do this as well. And I'm, he pointed out all sorts of things that I wasn't, I didn't get online just searching for the answer. Um, and that sort of expertise. Um, and, you know, he even saved me money. I was like, okay, well, I need this. He was like, well, you know, this is probably more appropriate for your job and you're going to save money doing that. So that sort of service, that sort of expertise, um, really, I mean, you, you, you can get that online. I mean, I could have spent hours and hours searching online, and people have done this before. But I just popped to the store and explained what I was doing. He was like, I know exactly what you need. Also, that human-to-human contact is always is always. Oh, human-to-human? He didn't know about human-to-human. <laughs> what are what are humans? Really? What, what just are, noses I'm, in their phones? I, I'm, a, I'm a robot. <laughs> who, are, who are people? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, the thing that I found um, interesting to me, I mean, I, I love to eat, is that um, mm. Arby's Don't we all? is buying, which is always funny to me how a company buys another company, but yeah. Arby's is buying Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is an all cash deal. So are they mm-hmm. like exchanging duffel bags or briefcases? Uh, no, they, they, not quite they will like either, that. It'll either be a wire transfer or they they may actually write a check. Whoa. Yeah. Check. It, and, and they, it, what they, is that? Yeah. The deal was for like, I think, a couple billion. Like that's a big They check. might. I mean, it could. <laughs> no, it'll be a normal size check, which is a lot more zeros than normal. <laughs> To be in that room. <laughs> and uh, also, before we uh, get go to our break and get into our uh, topic of the day, which is uh, Medicare. So if you have your questions, go ahead and get those ready. But um, my one of my new favorite topics, Bitcoin, is worth $9,935. And I, don't, I still don't understand what it is. <laughs> well, it's just a form of money. And so money... <laughs> really represents work or effort of some sort. And, uh, you know, once we get past this where we we can barter, which is not really 
exact way of doing things where I can say, okay, uh, Java, I want your jacket and you want something I have, but they, they have to be of equal value for it to work. So now we have money where we can sort all of that out. And so, um, Currency can take many different forms. Um, there is a great video out there. You can look it up called the Island of Yap. On the Island of Yap, they had stone money. They would go by canoe to this other island and mine these stones so they were rare. They would bring them back to the island, and they would line them up on this road. And the bigger the stone, the more value it had, of course. But they lined them up on the road instead of taking it to your house if it was yours. Um, That was like a bank because everybody knew how it all got exchanged. So we award value to it. And by that, we use it as an exchange. Okay. <laughs> and that's what Bitcoin does. But the, what the, the interesting thing about Bitcoin is it's not related to a particular country. And right. so um, that allows this trading across borders without worrying about exchange rates. On it's our like currency. we're all in the euro now. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we, 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 we'll bring up. We could Bit- go on and on forever. Yeah, Bit- Bitcoin <laughs> is going to come up, and uh, if you if you know something about Bitcoin, mm. uh, maybe we can have you on the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, log on to our website, mpbonline.org, or send an email, money at mpbonline.org. When we come back, we're going to have author Brett As- Bert Astor on the um, phone with us, going to talk to us about this open enrollment with Medicare, why some seniors are not taking advantage of this time, and how they could be leaving money on the table. Join the conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring or send an email, money at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And we're back from Java Chapman here with Nancy Lotridge Anderson from New Perspective and uh, Associate Professional Finance at Mississippi College, also writer tab, portfolio manager at New Perspective. And I am not Kevin Farrell, but want to say hello to him who's doing all right. And uh, we want you back next week because <laughs> I'm not used to being on this side of the microphone. <laughs> but I make do. And uh, right now, I want to welcome our guest, um, Bert Astor. Um, author of the Washington Post bestseller, AARP Roadmap for the Rest of Your Life. Um, how you doing this morning, sir? Good morning. Nice to be here. Thank you. It's Bart, B-A-R-T. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, That's fine. Just, That's like, just like Simpsons. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a classic show. <laughs> He's iconic. Yeah, well, um, Bart, we appreciate you for um, being on the on the program this morning. We're going to talk about Medicare and that new survey um, that was really interesting because I, I found it kind of funny that you would comparison shop for not trivial things, but I mean, you know, you want to save money where you can, but with something as major as um, your Medicare coverage, uh, you know, you would think you would take a little time to fine tooth it. But before we get into that talk, um, I want to talk about another one of your books, Baby Boomer's Guide to Caring for Aging Parents, and um, a little bit about what led you to actually write that book, because some people can, you know, you can gather information and, and package it, package it into a book, but it's something else when it's kind of personal. 
it was very personal. In fact, it came out of um, a real-life story with my, my mother-in-law. And we went through all of the typical stages where she oof, literally fell and couldn't get up. Mm. Um, and basically made all the mistakes that so many people make. And when I realized that there's got to be help somewhere, and I looked around, and there wasn't a lot at the time. There weren't a lot of books uh, guiding us. And so we made the decisions on the fly. And some of them were not the best decisions. Some of them were good. Um, but I then decided let's 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 make the book. Uh, let's let's come out with something that can really help people. And so I was very pleased to do that. And, and um, my publisher really liked it. And uh, so yeah, I think it's been very helpful. It's been out there for a while and continues to sell a few books. You know, it's nice. Um, and with that, with, with that, um, I know this is you know. Um, with this subject of Medicare, do you have any, I guess, any advice for somebody who may be helping an, an older adult, their their parent may be helped uh, with this process? Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, we all think that, that at 65 and 70, um, as we're on Medicare, we're totally independent and we want our independence and that's wonderful and I encourage that. In fact, as I mentioned, we've made mis- a lot of mistakes with my mother-in-law. One of them was kind of robbing her of her independence. So bringing back to the topic of, of Medicare, you know, whether you are the recipient yourself or whether you are caring for an aging parent or a spouse who is enrolled in Medicare, now is the time you really need to review what is important for, for that person's health care. And, you know, this well, the WellCare Cost of Complacency Survey, as you mentioned, what came up with some great results. They polled over 1,000 seniors about their attitudes about their health care coverage. And as he pointed out, that uh, despite the fact that health care is, is the number one most burdensome living expense, even comparing food and groceries or utilities, they don't comparison shop as for it as much as some of the other things like their cable and internet mm. bills um it's it's quite alarming actually and the the survey showed that more than 60 percent of those sur- surveyed do not review their medicare coverage annually i think that leads to some potential problems certainly one of them being that they these people may be at risk and there's many cases leaving money on the table. Um, Bart, would you explain to our listeners, because I often hear people get this mixed up, the difference between Medicare and Medicaid and when someone would have both? Uh, Sure. Uh, It's it's not a a, a soundbite response, (laughs) but Medicare is a program open to just about everybody who is 65 and above. There There are exceptions. Uh, there are people who are on Medicare who are less than 65. Medicaid is strictly a, need, a need-based program, uh, and they're state-run and through federal funds, but it's state-run, and that is very much a need-based program. So you think of it, and I, I hesitate to use this word, but it's almost kind of like welfare, but not really. I, I don't really want to use the word welfare because that has a whole concept mm. into it. But Medicare, essentially everybody who's 65 and above can qualify for Medicare. It's the single-payer option that we have for those of us who are, who are getting who are older. I'm on Medicare myself. And it's, the, it's a program that was started years 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 ago, actually. We all contribute to it uh, through our Social Security taxes, actually for FICA taxes. And part of that tax that comes out out of our paycheck is 1.45%, I believe, that goes directly to, Medi- 
to Medicare coverage for us later in life. Uh, whereas Medicaid is strictly uh, a funded program through the government. Right, but I think... We do not contribute to in our lives. But uh, there are people who are on Medicare who may get assistance with making other payments into Part B, for instance, through Medicaid, or uh, well, we often hear yeah. about Medicaid being used uh, in a nursing home situation. Yes. Well, there are very strict guidelines about what can be, uh, what Medicare and Medicaid can be used to pay. You are right that Part B of Medicare um, is the part that is for doctor's visits, essentially. Part A is um, hospital care. Part B is essentially the doctor visits and, and related kinds of activities. C is the Medicare Advantage program, which is really, um, it's, it's, it's a different than, than the traditional A and B. And then Part D is prescription drug program that was started only 10 or 15 years ago. Um, so Part B, the doctor's visits part, is somewhat need-based. That is, we do contribute to our um, – we have premiums. Generally, we don't even see the premiums because if you're on Social Security, it comes right out of our Social Security, so we don't actually see it. So if you're getting, let's say, $1,000 a month in, in Social Security, 100 or, or so will be taken out to go towards your Medicare Part B. So, but if you make more, if you have additional earnings and you are above a certain threshold of quite a high number, like, like I think it's like uh, almost $200,000 now for a family of, of two, a family, I guess a family of two or more, um, then the Medicare Part B premium does go up. But the bottom line is it's about $115, $110, $115 per month that comes out of your Social Security. Which is a deal. Oh, it's, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm a true believer. I'm on Medicare, have been, I'm 69, so I've been on Medicare for four years, and I think it's a wonderful program. Um, you know, it, we understand there are tweaks that probably will make it even better, but for, me, for us it's been a really good program. And which then brings us to the whole point of the survey, which the results are that, you know, we have options within our Medicare coverage. And most of us, 60%, do not take advantage of those options. Um, at least we don't evaluate whether they are correct or not for us. Um, so we might, it might be a situation, for example, when I might choose to be in a Medicare Advantage program um, as opposed to the, Medicare, the traditional Medicare, parts A and B, um, and I... I weigh it back and forth. I will admit I also was, like many, like 40% of us, was on autopilot. And I, um, you know, decided this year, actually, that I needed to look more carefully at what's the best coverage for me. So, Bart, what's your dog's name? (laughs) (laughs) I'm terribly sorry. No, Um, we understand. Oh, there's, there's someone at the front door. And <laughs> her name is Skye, and she's a border collie, and she is a barker. Well, she's <laughs> alerting you. I was hoping you. that you could not hear it because she's in the distance. <laughs> That's okay. She's a good dog. So uh, the biggest confusion, um, I mean, I know I've looked at it, and it's, it is confusing. You mentioned Medicare Advantage. That's Part C, right? Correct. And um, what I understand from... From that, Medicare Advantage, if you choose that, that's sort of like an umbrella that covers all the other parts that you would have chosen separately. 
It, well, it can. That's, that's exactly right. So you don't need parts A and B, and you may not need part D either. Um, okay. So, Sometimes, this is, you know, it is complicated. It, I admit that it's complicated, it's confusing, and that's probably why uh, the survey result is really funny um, in terms of people find it so unpleasant to go back to look at our Medicare coverage. But they, they compare, they think if it's as worse than renewing your driver's license at the DMV. Um, hmm. they, they, it's, on the survey, it showed that people uh, would prefer to do their taxes than go back and review their Medicare plans. Uh, well, because it, it is complicated. That and seems for example, to... for Part C, the Medicare Advantage program, it's almost like the HMO concept. Right. There's a network of doctors, and it's all under one roof. Not necessarily physically one roof, because there might be doctors over here and over there, but essentially they're part of one network. Mm-hmm. And you then, and you can get multiple coverages. You, you get your hospitalization. You get the doctor visits. You can also get vision care and dental care. And um, there, there are fewer limits on things like um, diagnostic tests. Uh, if you need MRIs or PET scans. With traditional Medicare, sometimes there are li- lifetime limits, uh, and so you might run into that. So whereas the Medicare Advantage has a broad opportunity to choose the plan that's best for you. And obviously, if the more coverage, then the, the more you're going to pay. It, it is like Part B of, of traditional Medicare. Um, it does have additional costs. It's not just one cost for every, everything. But if you are in that category, um, then it might be best for you. And it's reviewing whether this is right for you or not. For example, you may or may not decide that, you know, if you have one doctor that you've seen for a long time, particularly as some kind of specialist that, you know, um, I'll give you a real personal example. My wife had breast cancer. Uh, She's 15 years out now, and we feel very confident that she's gotten through that hump. And, um, well, she is not about to change her her surgeon. I mean, she went to the surgeon and we looked around and found whom we think is the best surgeon for her. And there, even if it cost us more, she is not going to change her doctor. And I totally understand that and support her for that. Um, she's, and so there are people who feel strongly that way. And if you're choosing to go into a Medicare Advantage plan, you, you may not be able to keep your same doctor. Um, we're talking with uh, Bart Astor this morning here on Money Talks. Um, uh, author of the uh, book AARP Roadmap for the Rest of Your Life. I'm Java Chapman, and if you have a Medicare uh, question this morning, you can uh, give us a call one eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're getting ready to go to break um, before we take Ann from Clinton. But uh, Bart, how much is a dollar amount where people are talking about um, that they're leaving on the table by not comparing uh, plans? It's hard to say because, as I said, it's so complicated. It, there are numbers that range from, you know, $15 a month on up to a couple of hundred dollars, again, depending on the kind of coverage that you want. If you want vision care, if you want dental care, if you want substance abuse and mental condition care, those kinds of things are extra. So the question is, are you going to be paying for that out of your pocket or are you going to be paying that through your insurance? So it's it's not a fast, hard and fast number that you can say, okay, here it is, twenty dollars a month you save, maybe. Um, okay, now, so it just kind of depends, like you say, with the different combinations that you want to exactly, uh, put together. Exactly. I would that it was that that it was so simple to just compare apples to apples. It's 
not that easy. <laughs> and we can tell by the um, questions we have coming in over the phone lines. We're going to go ahead and go to break. Uh, when we come back, we have Ann from Clinton. Uh, Bart, we really do appreciate you. Um, want to make sure you stay on the line. Um, continue helping us out this hour. But before we go into the break, um, questions to ask yourself during this open enrollment period. Did you have problems with your plan last year? Uh, can you even afford your current plan? Do you want supplemental coverage? Also, do you need a separate prescription drug plan? Just a couple questions that you need to think about during this open enrollment period. Uh, join the conversation, one eight seven seven mpb ring one 672 7464 or send an email, money at mpbonline.org. This is Money Talks here on MPB. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. And we're back. I'm Java Chapman here with Nancy Lotridge Anderson and writer Tav, along with author Bart Astor, and we're talking about your finances and your health care this morning. And we have Ann from Clinton on the line, um, and you've been patiently holding. I want to thank you for that. But what's your question this morning, Ann? Well, the first question I have, you may have answered, but if it did, I missed it. Uh, if you go with the Advantage plan, I, my plan I have right now has been very satisfactory without it. Uh, the first question is, where do the... Uh, uh, premiums, uh, do you pay it to the uh, insurance company or does it come out of your Social Security? Um, thank you for asking that, Ann. Um, almost most of the time, the premiums come directly from your Social Security check, so you will not see it. And whatever the cost will be, if it's if it's $50, $100, or $200, whatever, you just it will just be taken out of your Social Security. Pretty much, if you you said you were on traditional Medicare all along now, so you probably may or may not have seen that. You know, again, if your if your full amount of Social Security was a thousand dollars, you were probably only getting um, eight hundred and ninety or something like that. Um, but you'd have to look at individually in your Social Security statement. But in all likelihood, it comes directly from your Social Security check. Right. What right now that does. Uh, and my next, Same thing will happen with Medicare Advantage. Uh, I, I don't take advantage yet. I'm, I'm curious, and this is the reason for my next question. Uh, and all of the services that the Advantage offers you, like um, rides to your doctor and so forth and so on, are those services monitored by anyone in particular? In other words, I wouldn't want to go into and expect someone to come get me, take me to the doctor, and they never show up. Good point. Um, no, um, that's a good question. My understanding is, and I, I, I think it's all very locally based. Uh, first of all, Medicare Advantage plans are actually administered by individual uh, private companies, uh, the big insurers, um, WellCare being one of them, and Aetna. And they, um, they, they are the ones who administer the insurance part. They do not go down to the level of ensuring that the local driver is the person working for the company who is taking you to the doctor. Um, uh, they're, they're looking at the finances of it and the coverage. Um, 
I think most of the time, and I, I, I can't say this for sure, it's, a, it's really locally controlled um, about those kinds of individual services. I want to thank you for your, for your question, Ann. Um, and I would say with the Medicare Advantage, uh, my experience in working with clients is often they will choose the Part C, the Medicare Advantage, because when they add up all the services, they find it's it's uh, less costly. But as Bart mentioned earlier, what you're doing is you you may be saving yourself a few dollars by doing that, but you're limiting yourself to the uh, providers, the doctors you can get to, the, the uh, clinics that you mm-hmm. can use. And so that's the big downside with the Part C with the Advantage, because as he said, it's like an HMO. Here's our list of approved doctors, and um, and so it's a lot more limiting than going with the typical A B route. And that's exactly. one of my, uh, one of the questions uh, that you need to ask yourself during this um, open enrollment period: um, that will will my uh, doctors accept the coverage or do I need to know which doctors will? Also, I saw an article talking about uh, seniors uh, traveling. Like, would they be able to um, use their insurance? Let's just say they're going to California. Are you going to find uh, somebody who's going to accept you because um, you're visiting family out there and you, you know, you, you, you slip and fall or something? <laughs> Most of the time, uh, well, there are provisions, certainly, if you are uh, outside of your immediate area that you can use the services. Obviously, if, if you're going to something, someplace, out, a provider elsewhere, then clearly it's out of the network. Uh, but th- So there are provisions to do that, but it may cost you um, additional funds. So that's another thing to, to weigh in. If you do travel a great deal, that is something to consider. Or for people who are snowbirds, for example, um, mm. you know, they go north, they go south, um, that may not be the, uh, the great thing because if you're away for a part of the year, then you're out of your network for most of that time. And when it comes to um, comparing plans, is it always the the lowest premium you're looking for, Bart? Well, yes, as you can tell, it's pretty complicated. Clearly, <laughs> clearly it's not just about the premiums, although we totally understand that's very sensitive to the, the, the dollars. We're not, while it sounds like it's not much money, uh, $20 is, is fairly significant when you start adding it up. And interestingly enough, you know, we'll, if, if, the, if our cable bill comes in $20 more, we'll scream and yell about that. Uh, but, but, you know, we don't look as carefully about um, our Medicare plan. Um, so, no, obviously premium is only one part of it. You have to look at all of the costs. For example, deductibles. Um, Medicare, traditional Medicare, has an in-hospital deductible of about $1,300. So if, if you're in the hospital and you have only have this Medicare, uh, traditional Medicare, you are going to be responsible for $1,300 if you stay in the hospital. Um, there are plans that you can buy separately, as you had mentioned earlier about supplemental plans, that will cover that additional $1,300, but that's a separate thing that you have to then buy outside of Medicare. But, um, but, but Bart, tradi- let me just finish one thing. So, so the traditional, so looking only at the, uh, the premium, you have to then try to equate them and just um, say, okay, there's deductibles, there are co-pays, um, and there are costs of other coverage like vision and dental that you don't have with traditional. Um, but also with supplemental policies, my understanding is that you sign up for those at the same time you sign up for Medicare. Uh, you can, yes, but you can. 
There are a few more flexible uh, conditions where if you've not had a supplemental plan before, you're not locked into this December 7th. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, so it's a little bit different, um, and and most of the plans. So you can, you know, even even if it was, you know, January, you, you can still decide that you want a supplemental plan. And some people think it's worth it, some don't. Um, you know, it really depends. But it, it, we're also individual, and we all have um, so so many costs that we have to worry about, and we start thinking, well. You know, do I want to totally insure myself against everything? Um, you know, how many of us have life insurance? How many of us have um, a lot of home insurance? Um, you know, it's all these things that we have to weigh, and how important is, is the savings to you? Uh, so when you talk about, uh, again, that December 7th uh, deadline, that's, com- you know, for signing up for uh, the Medicare Advantage, you know, if, if all Medicare, all, so that all that Medicare. right. Um, but you said the, the supplemental ones are those are those letters down the line. What are those? And they're standardized, as, as I understanding as well. And so there's a whole yeah. set of alphabet soup, right? Connected. I was wondering to the when we were going to get into the other letters. I knew there were a lot of them. A lot of letters. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. No, they're, they're, and it's a separate policy, totally different. And, okay. And in fact, some of the companies that offer Medicare Advantage do not offer supplemental plans. Um, it's just one of those, uh, it's a private insurance uh, that you're buying, and you then get to decide whether it's right for you. And so that those really are just kind of a, sound like kind of a grab bag of things. And there are 10 different, I think 10, I can't remember how many, they, uh, there are different plans within that with higher deductibles and low deductibles. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it is an absolute mishmash of, of op- options and choices. I guess that's wonderful. You know, you mm-hmm. have a lot of options. On the other hand, it can be so confusing. And that brings me to another point I think is also important to stress. You can get help. This is it's not something that you have to do in the privacy of your own home and just say, okay, I'm going to sweat through it. Mm-hmm. Um, a, there are a lot of senior centers that offer the kind of guidance that we all need. I mean, there are experts at the local senior center that will say, okay, come in, let's sit down and talk. What are the best options for you? How do you find a good resource like that? Because I, I know when you just search for those or you ask around sometimes, a lot of what you end up with is – actually an insurance company offering a workshop. And so it seems like they might be steering you towards their particular plan. How do you find kind of a non-biased resource Um, there? That is a good question. And I have to say, of course, we always uh, have – we're suspect of of people who are selling you a product. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, these are experts. Mm -hmm. So when you are actually calling into one of the customer service centers – these are people who are really, really good at this. They understand it all. And the only thing they're not saying to you is, well, we want you to buy my product, not my competitor's product. Right. Um, and we understand that. Just, but you're not locked into saying, okay, if, if you call WellCare and they're going to say, these customer service people are very good at what they do, um, but they're not only trying to sell you their product. Um, they are trying to help guide you for the right plan. The fact is, yes, we may get you the first year, but um, if you're not happy, you're not coming back the second year. Right. So even even the really hard salespeople understand that they're in it for the long. They're in it for the long term. It's not like selling a widget. You know, they're they're not selling you a car that they never see you again. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I will say that um, for a lot of people, I always uh, tell them to go to uh, the quote-unquote official websites. I know if you just type in Medicare, and like you say, you may be just searching, trying to find yeah. somebody who's going to um, be able to help you in a, in a real way, uh, Medicare.gov. Is a mm-hmm. is a real good resource that dot gov means a lot because you can type in Medicare into Google and a lot of things come up even before you get to the official website. Also here in Mississippi, the State Health Insurance Assistant Program, which is uh, ran by the Mississippi Department of uh, Human Services, um, they have the SHIP the state health insurance assistance mm. program uh, can help you out with that. We had a question come through uh, our chat box about the Medicare navigators and they can actually help you out with that. Um, the state health insurance assistance program. And if you need that website, it's mdhs.state.ms.us mdhs.state.ms. Dot us. We're going to go ahead and take our final break for the hour. Bart, we want to keep you on just for a little while longer. We really do appreciate you and um, your border collie for uh, <laughs> Sky. <laughs> Sky. She's been quiet now, I got to admit. Sky for helping us out this morning. Also, here at MPB Think Radio, we're participating in hashtag Giving Tuesday. Um, I know it's a lot of worthy causes out there. We've had Black Friday, Cyber Monday. You've been spinning, 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 but now it's time to give. Hashtag Giving Tuesday. If you want to donate your car, truck, boat, motorcycle, even your airplane, you got a Cessna you don't want, give it to us. Yeah, let me know. (laughs) For for tax deduction, visit our website, mpbonline.org, for more details. Um, We'll be right back with more Money Talks after the break. The information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. And we're back. This is Money Talks here on MPB Think Radio. I'm Java Chapman sitting in for the awesome Kevin Farrell. Welcome him back next Tuesday, hopefully. And um, we're talking about finances and healthcare this morning. As always, Nancy Lotters Anderson is here. Writer Taff is here. And I guess this morning is author Bert Astor, uh, writer of the bestseller AARP Roadmap for the Rest of Your Life. Um, I wanted to talk about that book a little bit because... 50 plus, you are, uh, I guess, and, and have been for some time an advocate of what you call your second adulthood. Well, I've been 50 plus for a long time. So <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's a second adulthood. I, I tell you, it, it's been an interesting ride um, as, as those of us who have gotten past that 50. And, and I, we choose 50 plus because it's, I th- you know, AARP um, has always acknowledged that that's sort of the day, the, the age when they begin to to target their folks. In fact, let me mention one other thing. Another very good resource for information about uh, medical medical coverage is AARP and their .org as well. A lot of great information um, and and guidance. That so I would encourage people who still are confused, if you're not any more confused than you already are, <laughs> AARP.org. Um, so they anyway. So the roadmap roadmap was written a few a couple of years ago, and um, it really it, it came out of a um, an interesting conversation I had with Gail Sheehy, who some of you may remember wrote the uh, the book 
Passages many years ago, and she's actually written another one called Passages in Caregiving. Um, Gail's uh, husband was quite ill. Uh, he was in palliative care, and the palliative doctor came to visit them and said and asked Clay specifically, okay, uh, Clay, what are your goals for this stage in life? And I thought, wow, what an interesting question to ask uh, someone who obviously is quite ill. And I don't remember what Gail said. His answer was, it was probably something as simple as, well, I want to be able to go to my daughter's wedding or I want to be able to walk around the block. But I realized that at, that I, at this age, did not have an answer to that question. What is What are my goals for the rest of my life? And I started asking my, my colleagues and, and friends and peers, and none of them really had a good answer. And so I thought, well, let's start exploring that, and that's where it led to the whole roadmap. And um, so that's kind of where it goes. That's what the book is, is really about, and obviously includes things about uh, health care and health coverage, insurance, and finances. Obviously, a big, a big conversation about our finances. Well, I, I was just going to say, you said that ARP starts targeting people at age fifty. I get, I get about three ARP membership cards a year. I'm 29. Do, do you think are they are they expanding? Do we need to have? You just act like you're fifty. Should, should I should I write like your your first and a half adulthood at age 30? Like what's What's the uh, situation? I, maybe an, an ARP junior or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that will be. You, probably, you put yourself on some list. Somehow, somehow, I get I get tons of junk He's mail about old Medicare. Soul. Maybe maybe uh, I should read those. Maybe maybe it's actually very educational junk mail. That's kind of that's kind of funny. AARP junior. <laughs> <laughs> Bart, before we um before we get you out of here, do you have any um I guess advice like you say for people trying to navigate this Medicare? As uh, the word for the hour has been complicated, but it is uh something. Necessary. Necessary as the uh, open enrollment uh, deadline is coming up uh, December seventh. Yeah, is, is a hard and fast date. It's not mm. December eighth at the twelve oh one. It is literally December seventh. And and while we've we've joked and talked about it's complicated, it's 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 difficult, it's confusing. Um, once you start getting like anything, once you start getting into the weeds, it's not as difficult as it sounds. When you look at the whole thing, it's like oh my god, it's too big. I can't I can't mm. possibly accomplish this whole task. Um, once you get into the weeds, you start, oh, this is not quite as difficult as I thought. I understand this. I understand that. And then you have a specific question. You go, oh, okay, well, let me research this a little bit more. Research meaning, you know, read one extra paragraph about this. It's not really as difficult. It's not reading a legal contract using all of these crazy words. It really is um, something that's basic. So my, my real advice is, Two things. One is look at it carefully because it's about your health. And the other, the other thing is, is um, you know, um, the importance of it. Um, and if you need help, then seek that help. And I would just say that, that there are places to go to, that you can get more help. I would just say this is a great benefit for our seniors. It's a great program. Um, it was a bit controversial when it was first enacted in the 60s, but um, it is much loved now. And um, what happens with most of the people we work with, when they reach that magic age of 65, even with these you know, Part B, Part Ds, their cost for health care coverage goes down dramatically, and that's the big benefit. 
That is. And uh, Bart, we really want to uh, thank you and Sky for uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> coming, on, coming on this morning. For more information about uh, Bart uh, Astor, you can uh, visit his website, bartastor.com, B-A-R-T-A-S-T-O-R.com. And we had a call come in. They wanted me to mention your book again, and it is AARP Roadmap for the Rest of Your Life. So thank you again, uh, Bart. And today is, uh, I mentioned it's it earlier, it's Giving, Giving Tuesday. It's Giving Tuesday. We want to uh, talk about that. <laughs> as we uh, close the program. Yeah, so uh, obviously I think in the intervals you've heard a lot about donate, well, donating your Cessna or boat or <laughs> RV, what have you. Of course, you know, we're on MPB. M, you know, if you're, if you're a listener, then you know MPB and NPR have their drive times. And But Giving Tuesday, it's towards the end of the year when people are making those last uh, last donation decisions to help impact their, you know, help lower their taxes next year. Um, you know, dealing with investment accounts, there's a couple of ways we like doing it. People can donate appreciated stock, and so you don't have to sell it. You don't have to pay taxes on it when you sell it, and you get a, a deduction for the full amount. Or if you are, if you're over 70 and a half, you're taking uh, required minimum distributions out of an IRA. You can actually, if, and if you don't need that income, you can direct some of it to your favorite charity, and that just never even gets counted on your income. All of those things, um, they're great ways to give. Um, any charity will be very happy to have the money coming in, and uh, it's they're also great ways to to lower your tax bill all in all in one. And this is the tax bill. It's a well, you know, when you can give in a way that really has an outsized impact on your taxes, it makes it it makes it less expensive for you to give. So if you're in say a, a higher tax bracket, thirty three percent tax bracket, and you give someone a thousand dollars, that really only costs you about six hundred sixty bucks. And so it means you can give more because of that tax impact. So you know, while the ta- you think that tax, you know, thinking about the taxes is selfish, it's like well. You know, I want to be able to maximize that money that I give, and um, and and by reducing my taxes, I can really maximize that amount. And that's 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 beautiful. But we're going to have to end it on that note. <laughs> money. So talks. happy Giving Tuesday. Yes, hashtag Giving Tuesday. We're going to hear it all throughout the uh, throughout the day here at MPB. Uh, many talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous contributions from supporters and listeners like yourself. You can download the MPB Public Radio app and listen on your iPhone or Android on demand. You might want to get some tips from today's show. Our board operator was Michelle McAdoo. Also, our call screener being very awesome back there. And for more Money Talks, you can tune in next Tuesday, hopefully with Kevin Farrell. This is MPB Think Radio. This forecast.